Safcast.com presents. Tonight's edition of Wide Meat Can't Jump is brought to you by the good folks at WowFreeCams.com. I'm your co-host, Nathan Bush, and my co-host, T.R. Shockton Robinson, in the chair there in Philadelphia. Speaking of Philadelphia, Mr. Scamuffa behind the board. The Eagles are Super Bowl world champions. What do we have to say about that? Eagles fight, excuse me. <laughs> hit them low, hit them high. And watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles fly. On the road to victory. Eagles! If you smell what Philadelphia is cooking, the Philadelphia Eagles is an NBA podcast. We got Nate down there in the mountains of West Virginia who had, like, uh, 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 foil. I was thinking of a word that comes before foil. What's that word? Anyway, tinfoil. Aluminum foil. The aluminum was it. I messed up the intro. But anyway, you had it on your little uh, black and white TV down there because I know technology's a little behind. But you got to see the game. Rabbit ears, man. And, rabbit ears. And, rabbit ears. And, and you were hanging one out the window and everything else. And you saw... The 41-33 victory over the alleged greatest team of all time, greatest quarterback of all time, yada, yada. Everybody's all time. But guess what? (laughs) It's this time. And tomorrow is our parade. And forever we will be known as the NFL champions of the 2017-2018 season. Thank you, Nick Foles. Thank you, whole team. Congratulations to the Eagles. And there's one guy that we need to thank for this victory. You know, I'm not even an Eagle. I'll be the first to say, I'm not an Eagles fan. But how could you not root for the Philadelphia Eagles? The Cinderella story going into Sunday. And I know there's a, if we got New England fans out there, I'm sorry. But you got to let my boys up in Philly have this one. They are hyped. We need to thank one man for allowing this victory to happen. That would be Mr. Chris Kamuffa and the Zubas. You're very welcome. Nice. Pulled out the Zubas. Uh, road. Had to. 13-3 and three with their Zubas on. Regular uh, season. Had to wear them throughout, and it worked out. We've it's, got, only cra- it's only crazy if it doesn't work. Listen, it worked. Uh, a friend, a mutual friend of Chris and myself, Mike McVeigh, uh, every game he's attended, they've won. He flew out to Minnesota. Everybody did what they do when they win, and they won. So, believe or not, you choose – but we got a parade tomorrow with an expected three to possibly five million people. Jeez. That's crazy. This ain't your mama's parade. <laughs> Clearly. 
But uh, yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we can we can talk a little bit about the Eagles. Muff's geared up. Uh, we got some NBA. We got uh, a gentleman from Boston that you book. Uh, ironically, Boston. We booked this, uh, you know, by coincidence. <laughs> but he's a good person. You know, we ain't gonna rub it in his yeah, face too much. John Corellis from RedsArmy.com is going to be joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to have Karen on to talk about the Eagles. And I know this is an NBA podcast. And trust me, we're going to talk some NBA. There's a lot going on. But man, you can't overlook the Super Bowl. You just can't do it. You can't just you can't overlook it's that's the it's the biggest the sporting event. It is the biggest event of the year. And that's something that we can't overlook here. We are a basketball podcast first, but we're sports fans. Always remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's it supersedes everything in this town. It, it, I mean, I think the reason for that is because it's the only major sport that it takes one game to determine a champion. And and that's a big deal, Chris. I was thinking about that today. Imagine if the NBA did that. If the NBA took everything away, put 16 teams into a tournament, and you lose, you go home. Kind of like the NCAA. Man, that would be something, wouldn't it? It would lose a lot of money for their television revenue, oh, but damn, definitely. it would be better for the fan. The it, fan would be hyped. It could generate interest if they thought about doing that. You know, if each game was quick, you played everybody once or something, and uh, double elimination or, or something crazy to uh, change the season up a little bit. Yeah, like if uh, Go- you know Golden State's the consensus this year, if they stay healthy. I mean, yeah. if they have one bad game, boom. It's a, it's and, they lost, game. and they lost, and they just lost last night to the Oklahoma City Thunder in decisive fashion. So they can be beat. That they did. They, they can lose. But I can't, I of, can't see your big ass over there. Chris, can you let me see my uh, boyfriend over there? Oh, sorry. Hey, hang on. Hey, honey. I don't, I don't want the world seeing this sexy big man without me seeing what he's got on. I got a Johnny <laughs> Cash shirt on because I, I had the Eagles gear in a car, and I actually ran late for once tonight. Um, I've been pretty early, which is good for me in this uh, new venture of ours, uh, Wide Men Can't Jump. Yeah, definitely. For the most I'm part. Wa- I'm actually rocking a uh, Lethal Leap Year shirt from Southpaw Regional Wrestling, so representing those guys, Chad Too Bad, <sighs> Tex Ferguson, and the boys. Tell you what, I went to an independent wrestling show Saturday night in between uh, work. So just, did I. Just because I knew some friends were going to be there. And uh, I don't know, man. I was, uh, I'm getting older. That's one thing. But I don't know. Some of it, Chris, you were a childhood fan. I guess my childhood extended, and I got in and around it a little bit, not not too much into it. But some of that wrestling show, and I was looking around at the people that came, for one, and secondarily, just, just even what was uh, before my eyes. Now, granted, there were some great athletes and some good talent there eventually, like later on in the card. But some of the stuff was really kind of – I, I kind of scratched my head and like, wow, I – uh, I'm into this stuff. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to get you down, TR, to a local show here. All-Star Wrestling, West Virginia, man. Honestly, it's I have more fun at those shows than I do at, at any WWE event. And, I, and that's the truth. Like, believe it or not, kayfabe still pretty much exists down here. Uh, I, we, I could kind of guess it, it, it would yeah, to a small degree it does. down there. It does to a degree down here. The heels get booed. The faces get cheered. It's It's interesting. It's almost and Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, you know, they've been frequenters down here, the Rock and Roll Express. And Robert said, "Man, this is like stepping back into the 1980s, coming in here and working." <laughs> he loves it. I mean, they love it down here. So I know that's interesting, but uh, also it is. also it is. troubling at the same time. <laughs> but well, uh, let's, let's. I'm not going to insult our fans, but course, before we get your in, fan base, get, let's before do, do before we thing. get into some Sixers talk, you know, we said earlier, 
you know, it's a it's a can't lose situation if you're an Eagles fan and I can't lose. And speaking of can't lose, wowfreecam.com TR cannot lose deal there. You log on and it's free to look at women, men, whatever it is you're into, they've got it. Free's a great price. Free free's, free's amazing. You can go on there for free and look around. You can even go on there and talk to these people. They they will interact with you. Trust me, they will interact with you. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give a shout-out to WowFreeCam.com. Mr. Scamuffa, let's go ahead and roll that little spot there for him. Hello, ladies. Hey, guys, it's Nate from Why Men Can't Jump. And I just wanted to tell you about this brand-new free site, WowFreeCam.com. You listen to us for basketball analysis and insight and entertainment, but where are you going to go when you get the itch to talk to a sexy lady? You go to wowfreecam.com. They have the hottest women on the internet, and guess what? It's 100% free. Log on right now and go talk to them if you want. You can do it. It's all free. Free to look, fellas. Have a look, enjoy, and tell them Nate from Wide Men Can't Jump sent you. The number one adult entertainment site that you can participate in, wowfreecam.com. Must be 18 or older. You're not going to want to miss out on this. Log on to wowfreecam.com. Again, a big thank you to wowfreecam.com, our number one sponsor. They've been with us for a couple months now, and I really hope you guys are giving them a shout out there. Go check them out. Support them and support the show. Let me give a and quick, t- let me give a quick shout ahead. out to Michael Criscola. Michael, I always say his name wrong. I've known him for 20 years. Michael Criscola Concrete out there in Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. It's licensed and insured. The guy does a lot of stuff. I mean, the Eagles win the first ever Super Bowl in their history. There's a lot of guys, Nate's size, bigger even in this area, jumping up and down. Of course, you look out in your front and you, there's cracks all over your freaking sidewalk. This guy will come out and fix it in a couple hours. Very affordable price, him and his crew. Also, it's you know, it's a couple more weeks of winter. There's snow, you know, snow removal you might need. You don't feel like it. You're getting old. Your back hurts. Whatever. Mike's got a connection with that too. You know what I mean? He, he talk to the guy. He could probably help you with just about any of your needs. Call him up. Ask for Mike. Say wide men can't jump. Recommended you at 610-986-2900 and ask for Concrete Mike. Well, in this day and time, TR Concrete is something that's starting to crack right now in the winter mm-hmm. and you're definitely going to need to get a hold of him you know Mike Scully definitely a great friend and sponsor of the show we appreciate him very very much yeah he always now TR out. TR yes sir we've talked to Eagles we've done our shameless selling of our sponsors how about a little basketball in this basketball podcast well you know what we uh we can hold off on that because we got we got a lot of basketball to talk in the, in the last half hour, and I think our first guest has jumped on. Wow. Um, the time has slipped by while we've talked about our little silly, uh, you know, wrestling experiences and so forth. So without, <laughs> yes, indeed. Without further ado, another person that played a big part in the Eagles' victory is on the line, and that's Karen. Be there, Karen. Hi. How are you? How are you? Uh, good to talk to you after a couple week break. Yeah, did you miss me, Nate? Oh, so much, Karen. <laughs> you know, I want to go. Back hurts 
<laughs> if your back it hurts does. from concrete, <laughs> uh, forget it. <laughs> I, th- I, I don't know what was record. going there, but that would have been pretty funny, I think, if, we got it, if she got it out. Yeah. I want to go on record right now and saying to all the people out there that love to hear Karen's picks and love to hear Karen be wrong, she was wrong again about the Super Bowl. However, she called the situation down to a T. She got the hard part right. She said there'd be a late turnover, which cost the team a game. And that was true. Yeah. You nailed it. Thanks. Did, um, did nail I it. Said, yeah, you're right, but I, I got it wrong. But I'm happy that the Eagles finally got the monkey off the back because my father is deceased, but I know that he was looking down enjoying the Eagles win. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I mine too. Um, I kind of think uh, a lot of us, either living or past, we uh, we think about our relatives in a time like this, and it sounds corny, but this is the, you know this is the one team in our city that hasn't done it, and we really didn't think they were going to, especially with the injury late in the season. And a lot of people can say they believed the whole time when they saw Nick Foles step up, but uh, I I don't think they're telling the truth. Well, he was brilliant, and he, you know, he did so much to uh, forward the the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hey, you know, I'm not against that at all. I was, I was uh, not preaching, but I kept uh, referring to the whole team to the table that I sat with and said, you know what? It seems like every time I watch TV and somebody's successful, they thank they thank somebody else, and uh, you know, it's not. Uh, a microcosm or a monkey that evolved or nothing, they're thanking God. So whatever's out there is working. Yeah, and um, that's why Tony Dungy said he picked Nick Foles because it was Christian faith. Hey, man. I uh, I know a lot of people went to church on Sunday. Um, we don't mean to be switching this into Jerry Falwell or anything or Pat <laughs> Robertson, but I know a lot of people that have uh, strayed away from that have actually were that superstitious and that uh yearning and thirsty for a victory that they uh they revisited their childhood and attended church and everything else you're not supposed to take call communion from my catholic background unless you've did confession within the last 30 days uh, so i didn't get any of the body of christ so to speak but uh i did shoot up some prayers well i really enjoyed super bowl sunday and also super bowl monday um, on Super Bowl, well, on Super Bowl Sunday, I had my first show without A plus. Yeah, um, I wanted to get into that. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, A plus quit our show, and now she's starting a new show on Laughcast called Broad Soup. You know what? I saw I saw that Soup come up is on my. Be on every other Sunday that I'm not on. Wow. I saw I saw that come through my timeline, and uh, you know you know how it is when you're zipping through and you forget to go back. Uh, broad soup, huh? Yeah, Nate, you would never quit on TR, would you? <laughs> never. <laughs> you right. would never start never. your own show on on Laughcast, would you? No, I want a plus to do really good. Um, so on Sunday, we had um, our first show without a plus even though she called in, which was nice. That's cool. And then I hung out with Steve Reeves from the Passive Aggressive Hour all day, and we got sloshed. (laughs) 
I, I've got slashed a time or two with Steve as well. Uh, he actually, uh, he's a, quite a slight man compared to me. He's not a small man by any means, but, you know, comparatively speaking. And uh, he goes drink for Drake, and I, we actually got uh, to a Mary's Cafe in Clifton Heights, and I don't care if it's a global medium. I'm talking to who the fuck I want to talk to. Me and Steve Reese got sloshed to a point <laughs> where when I got up to go to the bathroom, a thunderous roar he heard when he went outside to do something. I don't know, move his car or something. And he came back in and found me on the floor. So that, that was the uh, last time I have ever fell from drinking. Drinking only, I should say. Well, he passed out at one point and laid in his car for a while. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah there's, there's been some times in the past that I've uh, maybe indulged, but I'm, I'm, I'm clean and sober tonight celebrating this uh, Eagles victory. Uh, let's but talk. before I get to my pick real quick, i got to tell you what happened yesterday because all the fans, you, you know, you always hear about the bad stuff. My ex um, I, my ex came to pick up his money. Finally. Remember that story? Finally, the 200 yes. bucks, or do, is there more to it? Um, no, it was 200 and because um, I told him he couldn't do it anymore, remember? Yeah, okay, you said, yeah, okay. But... Um, he fucked me, too, so <laughs> it was great. Well, there you go. And guess what? Okay, what? You're not going to believe it. He fucked me in his car, and I'm 51. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. And, and I used to fuck chicks in a car, and now I'm getting fucked in one, like. Yeah, the world come full circle. I mean, you finger girls in a car when you're, like, 15. <laughs> and now just just flip the numbers fifty one fifteen, and all of a sudden there's a dick in your ass. I got is that what I got to look forward well, to? Yeah, <laughs> I mean he, here's what it, like his passenger side front passenger side seat went all the way down to a complete like like bed kind of thing. Okay, wow. And, and he was like, put your head on, <laughs> put your head down, and your and lay on your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> He's very forceful. So anyway, I just wanted to catch everybody up. I'm doing good that way. Okay. What's, uh, uh, what kind of car has he got? Uh, I don't know, but it's got like... Um, Is it an El Camino? Like those fancy lights that like... Fuck you, T.R. <laughs> you know, light up like around the tires. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but I, don't, I don't care about what kind of car it is. Yeah, he, he ain't I no scrub. I just noticed the car that I sucked his cocky in and got fucked in. You know, I don't know the make and model. Like. There's a lot of DNA in that seat. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I had to take a look for any kind of um, any kind of anything, you know. This is an awesome but show. It pretty good. <laughs> That's what I love about this show. We could go from talking about, like, Nate and the West Virginia Mountaineers to the Super Bowl victory to where we were with our parents to getting fucked in the ass in a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so I just want to give my pick real quick. Um, take the um, son's money line. Like, a, a $100 pays, like, 460 Who the son's got tonight, buddy? What's that? Who do the Suns have tonight? I'm kind of out of the loop. I was late. Um, they're late. ten point home underdogs against the Spurs. Ooh. Hmm. And <laughs> and the reason why it's a gag is because when the line is ten, they take the money line off the board. Right. But sometimes they keep it on. And they kept it on and this time. I think that they're keeping it on to get people to take the Spurs. 
So let's make up for all kinds of crazy losses and take the Suns plus 460 tonight. Well, I, th- I think from your past segments, especially going into the big one with the Super Bowl, I think anybody would have probably went against you with that streak you were on. But now the monkey, as you said, is off our back. So it's a new, new fresh Karen, new fresh Karen's picks. <laughs> yeah. And you know the gambling thing as well as I do. You go on streaks just like regular teams. It's time for an upswing. I, I like the Suns plus 10. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to take them because I quit gambling for a while, but um, I'm going to endorse that pick. What do you say, Nate? Suns plus 10 sounds pretty good. You know, the Suns have actually uh, they've played pretty decent as of late, and the Spurs, uh, the Spurs haven't looked that, you know, looked all that hot as of late. So uh, Suns plus 10, and they're at home. Is that right? Yeah, and I'll, I also like the money line, Suns. Okay, that's a, I think that's a pretty good pick. And you know what? I'm still maintaining. I'm calling Karen's Super Bowl pick a win. Yeah, she didn't get the team right, but she called the situation to a T. Like, she just listed it perfectly. I was watching the game, and as soon as Brady fumbled the ball on the last drive, I was like, shit, Karen nailed it. And everybody's looking at me going, who the fuck is Karen? <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Yeah, well, I, was, I love you guys. I'm glad, I'm glad the show is going good and you're getting sponsors. Um I have a sponsor, but I, his name is Bill W. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I get that one. <laughs> I'm a friend. <laughs> no, um, I don't like. I I don't want sponsors on our show, but um, that's great that you guys are getting them. You know. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we did it for, fun pay the for bills. a long time, and we're trying to do something. If we can't, we can't. But we're giving it a hell of a try. And uh, that's awesome. With that. Uh, you'll come back in two weeks unless we have a pressing issue, and you know I'll get a hold of you if so. Um, best okay, of, great. Best of luck. Let's let's tell everybody. Well, first, uh, you can tell everybody about A plus and you and and the shows and the, where to find you and all that stuff. And well, as long as you guys are okay, good, I'm happy. Um, my next show is the Monumental Waste of Time is on Sunday, February 18th, and. Um, a plus my former partner, um, who I'm still friends with, even though we don't talk. Um, her first show is called Broad Soup, and um, it starts Sunday at noon, February 11th, noon Eastern. Cool. So every Sunday we got one of yous at, here at LaughCast.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, creative, so that's creative. Cool. Like, I, I if you think about it, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know if there was, uh, you know, any major breakup, or we'll talk about that off air or another, ish, another episode. But, you know, it's good that you said you're still friends, even though you're not talking. Creative differences happen between people. I've been there before, and it all blows over in the end. It's it's no big deal, brother. Oh, sister. Okay, sister. cool. I hope sister. that comes out to be true. Uh, yes, yes, it will. You, you guys will all be in harmony. Everything will be good. And thank you so much for coming on tonight, Kay. All right, thank you. Take care. Bye. Peace. Bye, Karen. You know, Karen gets like a five-minute segment anytime she wants every other week because she's an old friend of mine. Um, but it's just sometimes I get lost in the conversation and I, I let it go a little bit. But always Fuck oh, you for that El Camino joke, by the way. It was come, you know. <laughs> Oh, I, I heard it, and our listeners heard it. Hey, uh, speaking speaking of our listeners, TR, the big game was Sunday. Right on. And then we got a voicemail from up north. Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if uh, I was quite ready for any voicemails from. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a take a listen, Chris. You want to roll our voicemail from our buddy up north, up in the Great White North? <laughs> 
Good evening, and welcome to episode 15 of Wide Men Can't Jump. This is Tim coming to you live from Grand Prairie, Alberta, Canada, where we have three feet of snow on the ground, and it's minus 42 with a balmy wind chill factor of minus 49. Minus 42. Yes, you've got to love that. But if nothing else, it lets you stay inside and watch the sports. So, I guess congratulations are in order to the crew. And Tom, for a stunning victory of the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, It was a good game. Well, hell, it was a great game. Um, Despite some interesting calls, the best team won. Kudos to the Eagles. Uh, Job well done. Uh, Let's move over to the uh, some other things that are on my mind, uh, specifically about basketball. As, uh, of course, as you know, Frank, uh, well, his mind wanders. He doesn't always uh, keep on topic, so I'm going to give it a try this week, try to throw out some stuff that uh, maybe makes some uh, sense, gives you some talking points. Um, last night, Toronto Raptors smashed the uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, I want to hear a little love for the Raptors, boys. I forgot he's from Canada, Toronto. And, uh, blah, blah, it's blah, making blah, blah, me angry. Blah, blah. Uh, what else happened? Um, Cleveland Cavaliers got destroyed. Uh, what's going on in Cleveland? LeBron, supposedly the goat. He's no, he's no goat. There's one goat. It's Michael Jordan. Uh, but anyway, Amen. let's talk about how great he is. Uh, what's going on there? Does that team give up on him? What's the story? Then we got a trade deadline coming up. Uh, I haven't seen anything that looks like there's going to be any great blockbusters, but you never know. Uh, you guys are supposed to be the insiders, so uh, if there's any scoop or any dirt there, let's hear it. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Frank did leave a few gems behind. Uh, of course, he's never really gone. He's kind of like herpes. Uh, a few <laughs> things he, he wanted to ask Tom specifically. Uh, herpes and Tom, what? Do you think there was any truth to the rumors that uh, Markel Fultz will be starring in a remake of The uh, $6 Million Man and uh, will sing the theme song Broken Winds by uh, Mr. Mister? (laughs) (laughs) I prefer Uh, Martina McBride. Great joke. I'm guessing he's giggling inside. Uh, The other one he wanted to leave was... uh, uh, his prediction that uh, Nick Foles will repeat as a Super Bowl MVP. Ooh. Uh, only one catch there. He's going to do it uh, playing for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, wow. Stop. Oh, that Frank. Always oh, the Joker. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's some stuff to talk about. Uh, it's fucking cold up here. I got to bust out the shovel yet again to dig myself out from underneath this mess. I can't believe it. It's crazy. Uh, Frank and I are also hard at work on our new hit single. Uh, we had nothing but love for uh, our uh, copy of... Uh, the Ballad of Night. Uh, that horrible Canadian band, Rush. Fuck uh, you. But uh, the lyrics uh, about uh, Nate Bush made it uh, much more uh, palatable for us. Uh, we're now working on a yet-to-be... Revealed. We don't. We don't really want to reveal the song yet, but uh, the the title of our copy is 
trust the process. Uh. So <laughs> that in the next week or two and get ready, Tom, because you know who that's coming at. So anyway, once again, uh, congrats to the boys for uh, Super Bowl victory. Doesn't happen often. Gotta love it. Probably not going to happen again because now everybody's going to be gunning for you. And I'll tell you, I know there's nothing worse than when you've had it and you lose it. So enjoy it, boys. Uh, everyone have a good day at White Man Can't Jump. Nate, you my man. TR, you my bud. I love you both. Have a good one. I'm out. Peace out to Tim up north who snowed in. Nate, love we, here. We, Tim. We're, we're rolling like segment to segment tonight. We, uh, we I've been informed by our esteemed producer and CEO of LaughCast, Chris Scamuffa, that our guest is on the line. Nate, can you uh, welcome our guest? Yes, absolutely. From RedsArmy.com, and I think he was a co-founder, and a contributor to Boston.com and Locked on Celtics co-host for the podcast Locked on Celtics, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Corillis. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, sir. Corillis. Corillis, okay. Close enough. You know, when uh, you, you guys you guys are Eagles fans, right? Yes, we are based yeah, out of so, uh, suburban Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm a Patriots fan, so I guess you get to call me whatever you want after the, after Sunday. So, <laughs> well, it, it's good that you're a good sport from the jump. I mean, it, it took us a long time. The parades tomorrow. That's old hat to you guys up there, but it's it's kind of like uh, I guess to to give you a uh, analogy, it's kind of like when the Red Sox finally got that monkey off their back. Sure. You know, look, I, uh, I'm trying to say this in the least douchey way possible. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice to see somebody else win it sometimes. And it, I, I know how that sounds. I know it comes off as like, oh, all right, here you go. But, no, it's, I, I, I've been around for a little while, and uh, it's, it's, been, um, it's been good. It's been really good. Yeah. And, but it wasn't always that way. Uh, prior, to, prior to the Red Sox, you know, breaking that curve. Yeah, I'm a Celtics guy, obviously, so. We've had our success, but the rest of Boston has, has struggled, and we've gone through this run, and I know the end is coming. Belichick's going to retire. Brady's going to retire. And then we just go back into the into the heap with everybody else. So I, I know it's coming, and I, I've enjoyed the run. And, look, it's good for you guys. You know, we got you once. You got us once. As far as I'm concerned, we're even. So enjoy it. Right on. Thank you very much. That's that's pretty cool of you. Uh, we are an NBA podcast where, of course, we've uh, spent about the first half hour talking about the NFL and talking about pro wrestling and talking about stuff that you probably wouldn't have want to hear heard about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I know, I know you were uh, wanting to talk about the Celtics and uh, the last couple games they've played. Yeah, I do. Uh, John, you uh, were sent to me by a listener. There's a listener of our show by the name of Nick Hoff. I went to school with, and he sent me a question to ask you. He's a big fan list. He's a big Celtics fan, so he wanted me to ask you a question. So, Nick, shout out. Thanks for hooking us up with John, sending me his way. And here's your question. He told me he would really like to know more about what Marcus Smart is going to do. He says he's a good player at times and goes on stretches where he can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. If he's traded by tomorrow, should he be re-signed? Or should he be? Uh, is he a good enough asset to keep around? He does bring energy to the team, but he just seems inconsistent. So, Nick, there's your question, yeah. buddy. So, Marcus Smart is a real interesting case. Uh, he he's the guy that we like to say, quote unquote, makes winning plays. And you look at his statistics; 
not necessarily great. He's averaging 10 points a game. He's shooting about 35% overall, less than 30% from three. He's not hitting up any of the magic shooting numbers at all. Uh, his free throw shooting is okay, and he keeps teasing me because I think free throw shooting is uh, a good indicator of whether somebody can be a good shooter. If you're a bad shooter, you're bad all around, and you're inconsistent, and you, you shouldn't hit from the line. You shouldn't hit at all. But he's, he hits about 75% from the line, so I keep thinking that there's something there, but it's not. It's just not. You can't figure so, him but out. <laughs> he's a tenacious defender. He's crazy. Like He, he, he makes plays where I, I just don't get it. That He, he dives over people. He, he'll, he'll flop. Like, like like crazily flop, but it works. They beat the Houston Rockets yep. by him drawing two offensive fouls on James Harden back-to-back mm-hmm. down the stretch to, to seal an epic Rockets collapse. That's the type of stuff that Marcus Smart does. There's value to that. But it's – I apologize. This is going to be a complicated answer with Marcus Smart. Where Marcus Smart is right now, he holds value to the Boston Celtics. I don't know exactly how much value he holds for other teams – now, he was recently linked to Oklahoma City. I can totally see the fit with Oklahoma City. They just lost Roberson. They've got three stars. They're not really relying on him to do much offensively. They need a defensive stopper. He fits in nicely. I don't know what OKC can give up. I feel like their draft picks are tied up down the road for a while. So I don't know if they're going to be able to come to anything. I think the Celtics right now with Smart are fielding calls. And... I think if you look around the NBA landscape right now, a lot of teams are fielding calls. Teams like Washington with Marcin Gortat. Other, like, uh, go, uh, uh, the Clippers with DeAndre Jordan. And what they were doing with Lou Williams. They were fielding calls. Nobody came up with anything good. So they extended them. And so teams are just kind of looking to see what's out there. Why? Because a lot of teams are spending a lot of money. The Clippers spent a ton of money. They got a big payroll. The Wizards have a big payroll. They're, they're heading into the luxury tax. The Celtics are right nipping at the heels of a luxury tax that they don't want to pay this year. They definitely don't want to pay next year because they're definitely going to be paying it moving forward, paying all of their star players and their future stars like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So Marcus Smart has to come cheap for them so he can have value. Now, a year ago, his agent was angling for something like $20 million a year, which is part of the old NBA economy, that little blip where Timothy Mozgov and Joe Kim Noah and Evan Turner all got ridiculous contracts, upwards of 17 to $20 million a year. Uh-huh. He's, not, he's not in that bubble anymore. So you readjust your expectations. You say, okay, he's not going to get $20 million a year, but maybe he can get – somewhere in that $14, $50 million a year. Well, the, the economy has turned even more. So now they're waiting to see, can he get $10 million? He might not even get that. Now they're talking about so many teams are, are nipping at the luxury tax that Marcus Smart might be a mid-level exception player, the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, $8.5 million. Now that's kind of in Boston's wheelhouse. So if Boston can get a, a first-round pick for him, they probably won't, but if they could, they'd be open to moving him because they've got other options, and getting that first-round pick has, has equal value to Marcus Smart right now. They're not going to win a, a championship this year probably because Golden State still exists, but 
if they don't get that asking price, they're very happy to keep him, have him come back, be a valuable player, and if you can lock him up for three years, say $23 to $25 million for three years, maybe a team option for the third year, then he becomes a player that's affordable, that may be able to outperform his contract, and can give you good minutes moving forward and can be a good bench player on a, a contending team, a solid actual when Gordon Hayward comes back, NBA Finals contender. So they're playing this little game. And if, if somebody steps up with a, a good first-round pick, not a fake first-round pick that turns into two second-rounders down the road, a real first-round pick, then maybe they'll move them. Otherwise, I don't think they move them, and they try to get them on the cheap. And because he's restricted, they can just say, yeah, we're going to match any offer you put out there Teams aren't going to go out there and, and tie up their cap space with an, an offer sheet to Marcus Smart. The money all dries up, and then at the end of July, Danny Ainge comes up and lowballs him and either, A, gets him on a cheap deal, or Marcus Smart turns around and signs his qualifying offer. He plays for $6 million next year, and then he goes off into the sunset anyway. So uh, I don't think they're actively pushing him out, and they're trying to play some financial games. I think they, they're, they'd be fine keeping him. And then we'll see moving forward. You know, you being from Boston, I mean, you nailed what I had perceived you were going to say. Uh, we have in Philly kind of who I labeled Marcus Smart Light and TJ McConnell. It's, uh, it's not a glamorous box score guy, but when, they're, when he's in, they win and they play better. And just the, the, you brought up the example. I was watching the game, obviously, when they played uh, Houston. And I just said to myself, wow, I mean, I wish the Sixers had another one of these guys like TJ, yeah. except in the form of Marcus or uh, or maybe even there's a little touch of uh, Draymond Green, my uh, man Nate over there's favorite player in, in Marcus Smart. Just that, just that <laughs> dive, just that Absolutely. dive on the floor and get the key rebound and et cetera, et cetera. Um, interesting that you noted, you noted the money and that uh, – also, when you said Oklahoma uh, City is interested, I haven't really paid attention in the last 48 hours. I've been kind of eagled out, so my NBA uh, <laughs> tr- trade deadline and so forth is kind of kind of behind. But um, Oklahoma City, of course, he played for Okie State, I believe, right back in uh, yeah. yeah, he was he was he, a Big Twelve he goes guy. Back to Oklahoma City, he has a good game. Yeah, I remember him shoving that fan, and I, I said, I, you know, he's a little crazy, but I, it's a lot of passion. We'd like him here. <laughs> but um, one thing I'll say, John. Emotion, but he, go, ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, he, he needs to control his emotions for sure, but every team would love to have a dog like him. Like, he, he does the dirty work. Absolutely. Yeah, for, sh- for sure he does. And um, speaking of a little bit of dirty work, the rumor for Boston is they're going around trying to sign Greg Monroe, who was released after the trade. Uh, in I believe he was uh, he may have just been released, but Greg Monroe is gone, and now Boston is looking yep. to sign him. But they haven't officially yep. done it yet. They've left that roster spot open to make a deal. In case one comes down the line by tomorrow, uh, what's going on with the Greg Monroe situation, John? Yeah, he's there, there's a picture of him floating around wearing Celtics gear, working out. Like he's he is going to sign with the Celtics. It's already agreed. It's already done. They, I, I feel like, and I don't know this for sure. 
I feel like it's already signed, sealed, and it's the only thing that's yet to happen is it's delivered to the league because that's the next step. He's got to file it with the league, and then it becomes official. What Danny Ainge, because in classic Danny Ainge fashion, he is trying to make sure he can maintain some flexibility if he somehow works out a deal. He may not be looking for a deal like this, but if he works out a deal for a player, even if it is, say, Marcus Smart, and you return two players that you can subsequently waive and open up a roster spot for Monroe, then you can make your trade, get your asset, your draft pick, waive whatever players are coming back, and then you sign Monroe to slide into that roster spot. If you sign Monroe first, officially, and he takes that 15th roster spot, and then another trade happens that's a two-for-one, then you have to waive one of your own players. So they don't want to do that. They, even if it's an Abdel Nader or Gershon Yabusele, an end-of-bench guy, they just don't want to do that. They'd rather waive an incoming guy that hasn't played with the team so they can keep their own assets because they know what their own assets have to offer. This is a little bit of a waiting game. You know, it's, it's caused Monroe to miss maybe the Toronto game, uh, but with Washington on Thursday, they'll be able to sign him like at 3 p.m. and file the paperwork, and he'll be active for the Wizards game. I'll tell you what. I, uh, you mentioned when you first came on that uh... – you know, you got us, we got you, et cetera, and we're even and we should enjoy it. But actually, when you brought up the name Danny Ainge, I think we, we, <laughs> might, we might need another Super Bowl or NBA championship or something because <laughs> I, I created this uh, group, Facebook group privately last, uh, just pre-draft time towards the end of the playoffs. It was the final four of the NBA and then carried it on through the draft. And uh, I announced to everybody – that was in the room that would listen, please, 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 Philly, do not get number one because the consensus was they're going to pick the 9-20 and 20 University of Washington, Markel Fultz. So they get to number three. I breathe a sigh of relief, and Danny Ainge didn't want Markel Fultz at number one. And, you know, there were people of the belief in the room that like, oh, you're off the hook. I said, no, I'm not off the hook. I want to be further down. I want five and ten from Sacramento or whatever. We were. <laughs> they're going to take that idiot Fultz. And I actually eerily predicted in writing, and Nate can back me up on this, I, I guarantee can. you by November, and this is last summer, if they pick Markel Fultz, T.J. McConnell will have his minutes by November and they'll make up some freaky injury where he can't play for the year. <laughs> sure enough, he has an uh, imbalance of the shoulder. If you see his videos that leak out, the guy shoots like a 7th and 8th grade CYO player at NBA practice when he's the number one overall pick in the draft. And you guys got a first-rounder and essentially Jason Tatum. God bless you. Yeah. God bless Danny Ainge. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have no belief. I mean, I have some belief that, you know, he, he shows flashes in some of those videos of, you know, obviously he can create his own shot. He averaged about 25 at Washington, but... What other people didn't really take into account, and I, I wonder where these NBA scouts, they're getting them from, because I watched a lot of those games. Maybe I put a better two on the Pac-10. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny that, but they were always down, and Markel Fultz could always throw a three-pointer up when he's down 30, and, you know, who cares? 
he's going to score 25 points a game, but he's a 62% shooter and fucking, like you said about the, about the free throws, how weird it is with Mar- um, Marcus Smart. 62% from the free throw line before his shot got alien-like. Yeah. And that's the number one overall. I mean, I still hold out hope with their weird uh, organization that we have that they are going to uh, quote-unquote redshirt them like they did Ben Simmons last year. Ben was ready in about January, but, you know, he just – that's the way the business falls sometime. Um, I hold out hope that he can be a contributor, but certainly not a number one, so – you guys got us on that one for sure. <laughs> hey, I'm happy. I'm happy with the way things worked out. <laughs> uh, there, there, there are things that happen throughout the year. And I'm like, I wonder what Danny's doing. I don't get it. And I just look at his history, and I was like, I, I'm clearly at like remedial level basketball, and he's at genius level basketball yeah. because he pulls a move, and you're like, oh wow, okay, I didn't think of it that way. Um, Everybody, everybody was all in on Fultz. I was all in on Fultz. I was like, "All right, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Let's do it." And he pulled this move, and you're like, "Wow, okay." And you know, Tatum came. He had his flaws, just like the year before. Jalen Brown had his flaws, and we were like, "Really? Okay, let's see how this goes." And for a couple of guys that weren't supposed to be able to shoot, Tatum's been at or near the top of the NBA three-point shooting leaders. Jalen Brown's been hitting threes and has been productive and hitting them at a, a decent rate. So, hey, and, I, I just – I can't – I'm at a point where I just can't question Danny Ainge anymore. He does something, I'm like, man, that doesn't sound right, and it, it works. Like, even with the Kyrie Irving trade, I'm like, man, I feel like we gave up too much. Nope. Perfect. Danny wins again. Yeah, I mean, you got you got basically faults and uh, – I'm sorry, the other way. You got rid of, essentially, faults and Isaiah Thomas with a busted hip for Kyrie Irving and, and – Jason Tatum. That's pretty good yeah. move. And, and, a, and, and a number a, one, yeah. I was like, and another and, pick. And a, right, and another pick, which I think is going to be the, the, the Kings pick next year. As long as it doesn't fall first, that we get that pick. So the Celtics, in a best-case scenario, could have gotten Jason Tatum and the number two pick in next year's draft for Markel Fultz. Oh, God, it's up to you, Nate. I'm getting nauseous thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing I'll say is I'm I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, and um, I'm a – yeah, we know about deals with the Celtics and how well they don't work (laughs) out. Uh, We literally gave up one player for like 17, and none of them worked out. (laughs) So we're still recovering. We just now recovered from that trade. Like so, yeah. Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge is God as far as I'm concerned. But one thing I'll say is, I'll be the first to admit when the Celtics drafted Jalen Brown, I was sitting there going, "Really, Jalen Brown? Why?" And they drafted him, and I was, and then I saw him the first year, and I was like, "You know what? Maybe they saw something I didn't." And then when they get Jason Tatum, I'm like, "Man, what a steal for Boston!" <laughs> because to me, Jason Tatum was the best overall player in that draft. And they steal him at three. Not only do they get him at three instead of one, they steal another pick from Philly. I'm just yeah. like, Danny Ainge, if he was doing that out on the streets, he'd be in jail for theft. <laughs> yeah, definitely hey, definitely hey, kudos. Philly's, Philly's, Philly's got some good players here. I mean, we'll see, we'll see what Fultz like. I know it's easy to pick on Fultz, 
and look, his shot looks like absolute shit, like dog shit. <laughs> but you know, we'll 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 see what it turns out to be. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The, the, here's the one thing that if I was, and and I'm only doing this because the Eagles won in the Super Bowl that I'm rubbing this in. The the Celtics are big on the this mindfulness thing, mm-hmm. and they they want a certain mental makeup of a player. And for them to choose Tatum over Fultz when that's a very high priority, and when you see how Fultz's body language has been, now granted I'm not watching the 76ers the way I watch the Celtics, and I'm, I'm not at every practice or anything, but every time I see Fultz, he just, I don't know, his body language seems off to me. And he's, I don't know if he's frustrated by this whole thing or what, but I, I would... I'm, I'm. I will say I'm happy with the with the Celtics when the Celtics have that emphasis on that mindfulness, that mental um, capability to handle the job, and they chose Tatum. It makes me happy that they didn't buy into a lot of the things that people were buying into with Fultz. It's going to be really interesting to me, more so than the shot. You can fix the shot; that'll come around. He can be a pretty good player. I wonder what his attitude what his mental makeup is going to be. That's the biggest question for me for him. Yeah, uh, I agree with that, too. What was that, Nate? I was just going to say, Mark L. Fultz's shot looks like Tom Brady catching the ball. Oh. <laughs> sorry. That's... I had to. Oh. Sorry. All right, well, we're, we're even now. We're all on good terms. I'm sorry. Fair enough. We're all on good terms. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm actually not an Eagles fan. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So please go ahead and make fun of Jameis and the crab legs he steals. <laughs> That's no, all right. Yeah, it's you, all right. You guys, uh, you guys need some work downtown. See, see, Nate has the misfortune of living in the uh, mountains of West Virginia, or fortune if 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 you like uh, the Mountaineers basketball squad, which is pretty good this year. But <laughs> don't get me started. Well, they play great defense. Uh, well, they'll be there in the end somewhere. But uh, so so Nate uh, fell in love with Kevin Garnett as a child. I don't know how old you are, um, Jim, but I'm 48. So I remember. I'm sorry. Did I say Jim? It's John. I, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Super Bowl hangover. Um, still, I'm sluggish. John, I'm 48, so I remember Danny Ainge at BYU and whatnot. And of course, in that day and age, when he became a Celtic, of course, I had to hate him. Uh, but I always had respect, for, you know, for God, Larry Bird, and. But I, it brings me to what you're talking about: mental and physical toughness, and. I kind of strayed from Nate. I'll get back to you in a second, but this reminded me. Kevin McHale, that one historic game, had a fractured foot and played, and we're, wor- mm. we're worried about a, uh, a, a muscle imbalance that really never existed in my opinion. But just my opinion, I'm not at the practices like um, some other people, but some other well, people are that I know, so I don't know. I will say this. I will say this about the injury, that we, we celebrate these athletes like Kevin McHale for playing on a broken foot. Um, and I heard Jack McMullen talking about that. It, it, like, and, and I get it. Like, it's that gladiator mentality, and we love it. We love cheering for those guys. I mean, those guys go through hell, kill themselves for it. But, you know, Kevin McHale walks in pain every day. He limps every day. He he'll never walk comfortably for the rest of his life. And I know that he has no regrets. He's lived a good life otherwise, you know, coaching, and he's made a ton of money throughout his entire career, and it's one of the sacrifices that you make. But 
I don't know how how you, how you do that. You when you can't walk normally for the entirety of your life. I'm 44, so if you told me from now till the day you die, you're gonna not walk normally for this glory. I'm like, hmm. I'm, I might choose to be able to walk, and and I can like pull the Barry Sanders and retire in your prime or just outside of your prime. Like I I can see that, and I I can see why there's so much emphasis on player health now that they're trying to get it right. They're trying to get the technology right. And I know that it causes some sort of scorn and some sort of ridicule from, from certain fans. I get why, but in the end, it's about player health. Now I played basketball and, and I know that if I were lucky enough to extend my career into an NBA level, I would want my health to be a priority for teams and I'm out there to perform for everybody. It's a show. I get it. But I'm not also trying to spend the rest of my life hobbling and, you know, eventually going to need a wheelchair or a walker. I want to be able to live a normal life when it's all over, too. So this emphasis on player health, maybe some people think it's an overemphasis. Right now, we're kind of in the infancy of it. And at some point, we're going to find the right balance. But the overemphasis, I think, is necessary now to try and get it right. And, and these guys are, are human beings that are working a job, and their job just happens to be being awesome basketball players that make a shit ton of money, but it's still a job, and, and I don't think they should sacrifice their long-term health for that job. They should, there should be a balance. Now, how that applies to Markel Fultz's shoulder, I don't know. That could be a bunch of bullshit as far as I know. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, that in the grander scheme of things, watching Kevin McHale hobble around, like, I do feel bad for him. I, and as a Celtics guy, he was in my prime. But when I was in my most formative basketball years, Kevin McHale was my guy. I studied his game. I patterned my game after Kevin McHale. But it, it still sucks to watch him walk around, and you're like, God, this guy must be in so much pain. Yeah, well, in, in McHale's case, I gave a ultimate extreme on one end, and I think Fultz is on the other. But you made a great point about Oh, yeah. About I get it. Somewhere and it's not a direct response to you necessarily but it's just in general the 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 perception that's going on nowadays because we're in a sort of a a revolution when it comes to injuries like this is a this is a very kind of turbulent time the 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 nba redid its entire schedule to try and minimize injuries now we've seen a bunch of guys go down with catastrophic injuries so we have to reevaluate how it works but the league has restructured its entire schedule to try and minimize these injuries so this is an important i think it's an important topic and it's going to be a big one moving forward for the next few years yeah and you made a great point about the balance uh, maybe overcompensate now and uh you know underestimate in years past and maybe we'll find a balance and it'll be best you know best case scenario moving forward what do you got nate well john i want to thank you for coming on we held you a little longer than i had promised i said 15 minutes we're almost at 30 now so but i i appreciate you coming on with us it I'm sorry, never ends up being 15 minutes, and it's generally always my fault because I love talking about this stuff. People no, say, oh, no, yeah, please. 15 minutes, and then 45 minutes later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should stop. No, no, you're fine. We really enjoyed having you on, and as far as I'm concerned, you, sir, are our contact for Boston sports now. If we need anybody, right. you are the guy. You're our Greek freak now, John. Well, make sure, he, <laughs> make, sure <laughs> make sure he wants to be our contact first. But yeah, He doesn't have a choice hey, now. I'm happy to come back. <laughs> 
Thanks, man. Happy Towards to playoff time. Yeah, definitely. I know where you live. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm happy to come back whenever you guys want me. Thanks you well, so much. Everybody out there, make sure you follow John on Twitter. It's at RedsArmy underscore John. It's RedsArmy.com. He does some writing for Boston.com. And check him out on the Locked On Celtics podcast and at his website. So, John, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. My pleasure. And congrats again to, to the Eagles. Thank you. Class dude. Yeah, great guy. I mean, it and sucks uh, th- that thanks to him. our listener, thanks to our listener Nick Hoff out there who hooked me up and pointed me in John's direction. He's a Celtics fan. He wanted to hear a little Celtics talk on our show. And Nick, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, he's out driving his truck right now, I believe. So be safe out there, buddy. We'll see when you get back to West Virginia. Thank uh, you, thank you, Nick. And I called you by the right name. I apologize. A little, little, little late, a little sleepy tonight. I'm, I'm getting there though. Right at the end of the fine. show. You're fine. Uh, we got a little, I'd say we have a little bit of time here. Uh, TR, let's go ahead and, I'll go ahead and say this about the Timberwolves. They haven't played, they're playing currently, it's Wednesday right now, they're playing the Cavaliers, and it's a close game heading into the fourth quarter, but the Cavaliers have lost, as of right now, not including the Wolves game, 13 of their last 19. And they only scored nine points the other night against the Magic in the fourth quarter. The Cleveland Cavaliers are struggling right now. Very much so, but I think they'll turn. I think they'll get it figured out. Right now, they're they're number three in the East, and uh, they're looking at the Washington Wizards creeping up on them. But I think LeBron and the guys will right the ship. Tr, there's um, there's a lot of talent there, and especially after LeBron already said he's not going to waive the no trade clause. He's into Cleveland for this season at least. He actually slipped and said, "I'm in it for the long haul," and then paused and said. Till this year, till I figure out the I ain't giving up on these guys and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. He changed. Yeah, his he's tune. gone after the end of this he's, year. He's out not. as soon as the summer's here. He's, oh, you uh, know, he's you fielding know. every goddamn offer. Uh, I, you know, I think that Golden State thing was just because uh, back, That's clickbait. back to yeah, back to the David Stern slash Adam Silver days to uh, kind of one up the NFL and how big the Eagles Pats thing was going on. You I know. really don't see him going to Golden State, and I don't see the, – the contracts will never work out, and I don't believe Golden State – they would have to give up Clay Thompson in order to make that happen, and I think Clay Thompson fits that system too well to give up for LeBron. Now, granted, it would be a – you know, we'd all be playing for second, and I wouldn't like it, but I don't see LeBron going there. If, any, if he goes anywhere in the offseason, TR, I really think he'll end up on a young team – mentoring and leading guys and taking them to the next level and bringing in a few free agents on a team that's got some cap space. I'm looking at Los Angeles, the Lakers. I think that's his destination. Well, there might be another team closer to us that has young guys that need mentoring and have cap space, and that's the Sixers. That's Uh, true. The other team that is not young but have also been bandied about are San Antonio. And and a few people said Houston, I've heard here and there. But, you know, there'll be no shortage of places for that guy for sure. Oh, absolutely. But uh, a lot of trades last week. uh, Excuse me for a second. Last week, uh, Nikola Mirchitz finally got dealt to the Pelicans. Uh, He was dealt for Omar (laughs) Omar Oshik, Jameer Nelson, Tony Allen. A 2018 protected pick, top five protected in 2018, top eight protected in 2019, top ten protected in 2020, and top nine protected in 2021. Uh, basically, he was traded for Omar Oshik and a pick. Depends on when the um, 
the Bulls, you know, use it. Uh, but the Bulls gave up a guy who I think they're going to go with Markinen. He's got the – I guess he's got more upside. He's rookie. He's young. They're in a rebuilding mode. They got him a pick. They unloaded some bad contracts. Tony Allen, Jameer Nelson both got waived immediately. So uh, I think that's a pretty good trade for the Pelicans to kind of replace Boogie Cousins uh, after his catastrophic injury that he's out for the year. Uh, yeah. What do you think on that trade, T.R.? It's probably in – in New Orleans' situation, it's probably the best they could do. I mean, nobody's going to replace Boogie. But no, you, you can't replace Boogie. He's the best center in the league, as far as I'm concerned. We'll have to get another Chicago source if we don't already have one. I forget how many sources we got at this point, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to definitely holler at somebody in Chicago. I'll get to work on that. I'd really like to hear about that Bulls team. They're young and they're not winning. They're not in any hurry to win. Zach Levine's back. Chris Dunn's playing better than he did when he was in Minnesota. Markinen is making a run at Rookie of the Year. Um, they've got some pieces, and if they can build. They may have another shot here within the next, you know, four seasons or so. It's a long process. I'll tell you what interests me, and and this is, you know, this is not for any kind of uh, starting lineup, but Jameer Nelson went to St. Joe's right here in Philly, and he came from Chester, Pennsylvania. And he's that gritty type of veteran, 12th, 13th guy, you know, something like that to maybe go to Ben Simmons. Why don't you take a freaking shot, dude? You know what I mean? He's got that kind of leadership moxie and that 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 veteran presence where you know i don't don't think it would be bad to have uh since he's just floating out there and he still can play in the nba level i mean as i as i uh noted before i said that i don't want him to be in a starting lineup or anything but uh yeah i you know this team that we have has all kinds of talent they're long as can be but they have they lack bench strength and they lack heart and uh Certainly nobody will question Jameer Nelson's toughness and heart that he's had over his career. So, Well, Jameer Nelson I, has been linked to Cleveland as well, possibly bringing him in in Cleveland to add to that roster of just, you know, a guy that can really get it done off the bench. Um, you know, after I talked to Jim Peterson last – well, we, I should say, not I, but we talked to Jim Peterson last week on the show. Um, the Wolves had lost two straight, and they win last week. So I, t- I messaged him on Twitter, and I said, we need to talk more – because when we talk, they come out and they get their heads out of their ass and they start to play a little bit better. There you go. Uh, yeah, random, I know. I, I just really haven't covered the Wolves that much this episode, so I wanted to throw in a little a little tidbit there. Uh, some more interesting trade rumors out there, TR. Uh, we talked about Tyreek Evans last week. 76ers, Celtics, Thunder, all making a play for him, but I don't know where he's going to He's going to go somewhere, I know, be, but – they're not getting a first-round pick for Tyreek Evans, and that's what they're trying to get, and they're not going to get it. Yeah, and that was kind of like uh, what John was saying about Marcus Smart. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, as he said, a lot of people around the league are just fielding calls right now and seeing what they can get. And You know, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's not like people are uh, as dumb as the Sixers may have been in the draft last year. You know, people <laughs> are starting to hold on to their stuff. Well, the Grizzlies um, have shut him down. He's not even suiting up until they can get him dealt. So he's going to go somewhere. Where he goes, I don't know. But another update I did want to bring up. There was a trade today. And this one, I don't know if anyone's heard it. It's not a major, major deal. But this trade did happen today. These are the ones that Muff loves to hear about. The ones with the minor deals on the NBA. Exactly. Muff uh, <laughs> on the edge of his seat waiting here. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks are sending Willie 
Hernan Gomez to the Hornets. The Hornets will get Hernan Gomez, and the Knicks will get center Johnny O'Brien, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2021 second-round pick. Thoughts, Chris? Uh, Go on. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be in a very crowded backcourt. Uh, He fell out of playing rotation with the Knicks. I don't know where he's going to fit in in – in Charlotte, Dwight Howard's still there, Frank Kaminsky, and Cody Zeller. And O'Brien is a power forward. He was averaging about 4.8 points per game, 2.6 rebounds, and only playing about 10 minutes a game. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we're getting out of that trade. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a major impact, nothing major there. Um, the Magic are looking to get rid of possibly Alfred Payton, from what I'm hearing hmm. and reading. Alfred Payton could be available. Uh, the Nuggets are looking to possibly move Emmanuel Moutier. And the Blazers are shopping their bad contracts, Mo Harkless and Myers Leonard. Now, granted, the Blazers did draft Myers, Leon- Myers Leonard 2.0 and Zach Collins, so I can understand you would want to unload that horrible contract of Myers Leonard to have another horrible contract in Zach Collins. After that wonderful rookie has now put up 11 and 10 a couple games I've seen. And... Oh, isn't that sweet of him? 11 and 10. How nice. Yeah, man. Give it the yeah. long, give it 82 games, buddy. Give it 82 I'll games. I'll give it 82 games. I, I, he's not even going to average double digits this season. The dude, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, you've oh, already got did Mark. I, did I say Collins? I meant Donovan Mitchell. That's who I meant the whole time. Oh, okay. That's, I don't yeah, know what. that was my dark horse. Did I say Collins? I don't think, I think you're full of shit I right now. I think Donovan Mitchell, yeah. You, you danced too much during the halftime show on Sunday, <laughs> TR, so I think you shook something loose when you were up there uh, rocking your body to Mr. JT Timberlake. Yes, I was. Yes, yes you was. were. Uh, the Jazz are shopping Rodney Hood and listening to offers on Derek Favors. Rodney Hood uh, likely to be moved by tomorrow, but I don't know what you're going to get for Rodney Hood at this point. He's more of a consistent shooter for Utah, but Utah's been on a roll as of late. Yeah, winning a lot of games. They've skyrocketed in back into the playoffs. I don't know for like uh, for a contender. Rodney Hood scored thirty off the bench the other night. So. No, I'm not knocking Rodney Hood. If you put Rodney Hood on, a, Minnesota would be a welcome environment for Rodney Hood. There you go. That's your squad. We could use a we could use a player like Rodney Hood. I would give up Cole. I would throw Cole Aldridge and uh, possibly Shabazz Muhammad. By the way, Shabazz Muhammad has asked to be dealt from Minnesota. He's got balls. I don't blame him. He's really like he top top touted player coming out of high school. Played played well in college and came into the league. Had a little trouble the first couple of years in the league, but his shot hasn't developed. And Coach Tibbs has got him on the bench now behind Andrew Wiggins and Nemanja Bialicia. And Shabazz is a good player. He could go make an impact somewhere. And we signed him for the league minimum only because we no one else would take him in the offseason. It was really weird. He's a good player. I guess he wants to bet on himself, but he's playing in a hell of a spot. I don't know. I, I, he doesn't know, play. <laughs> I, I, I hate to give you that rub there, but, uh, you know, I think Minnesota's going to have uh, at least a second-round game, in my opinion. I hope. I hope you're right. I, I just don't know. Like, they're, they're inconsistent at times, and Thibodeau's system in a series, I don't know how well it's going to work with the minutes. It's going to be interesting. They're going to make the playoffs. Like absolutely, that's absolutely. pretty clear. They're going to make the playoffs. They may even get home court. Well, that's, what I'm, that's where, what I'm figuring. But where do they go from there is the question. If they run into the Thunder, are they good enough to beat the Thunder in a seven-game series? Are they good enough 
to take it to teams like that. So it, it remains to be seen. Uh, speaking of the Thunder, they're looking to replace Andre Roberson after they lost him for the year, and we talked about that with, with John earlier. And Chris Stapps Porzingis, done for the season, suffers a torn ACL against the Bucks. Cousins, Porzingis, out for the season. Wall, Kevin Love, out for two months. Four All-Stars on LeBron James' hand-picked All-Star team are out since he picked him. Pick them, the curse of LeBron. Say. It's like the Madden cover yeah, curse. You LeBron, LeBron, picks you for, you. LeBron picks you for the All-Star team and you're done. So that's, uh, that's upsetting. But TR, don't forget, you know, the All-Star game. I'm not going to be that guy, but the All-Star game kind of sucks. Can I, can I say that? Uh, in most cases, but this year they were supposed to make it more exciting, but I guess, I don't know, we'll see. The All-Star game's never that fun for me. However, the night before, the slam dunk competition, three-point shootout, skills competition, etc., always is something I look forward to. And we will not be having a show next week due to Valentine's Day. Um, we will be tied up. Well, Some of us, literally. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Valentine's Day is on Wednesday, and our producers and even myself will be treating our women, as we say. And we hate we won't be with you next week with the All-Star Game coming up, but that gives us a chance to step back for a minute, and we'll look at things, evaluate what's going on with the show, what we need to do. We want to hear from you guys about it. But TR, here are the All-Star Slam Dunk Contest participants can i say that let me get that for you if i can find them here all right donovan mitchell will replace aaron gordon yeah i did aaron gordon was supposed to be in there and let's see here i'm trying to find this here if i can get a just a, a list here so donovan mitchell is in the slam dunk contest and larry nance jr is in the slam dunk contest. Dennis Smith Jr. is in the slam dunk contest. And Victor Oladipo, all in the slam dunk contest this That's year. That's a pretty badass foursome. I mean, those four guys, the, Victor Oladipo is an all-star this year. He's played great. Dennis Smith Jr., I think, is a great rookie. He's a good player. Larry Nance Jr. is a surprise for the Lakers. He's played well for them in his position. But who do you think takes it, TR? Do you like Mitchell? Do you like Nance, Smith, or Oladipo? I mean, in-game dunks, Larry Larry Nance Jr. has been phenomenal, just posterizing people all year. Yeah. That's you big. know, Oladipo looked good, though, Oladipo. in his last dunk. I mean, contest. like I said, I mean, all four of them I've seen, uh, you know, Dennis Smith break away 360 and whatnot. I mean, he's uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know who's going to jump over what, what person's head or, you know, what car or what have you, but... Uh, let me tell you this, TR. Let me let me shine a little uh, Debbie Downer here like I like to do sometimes. Fuck Blake Griffin's dunk over that damn car. It wasn't impressive. That contest should have been won by JaVale McGee. He had the best dunks I've ever seen in a dunk contest behind Zach Levine and Vince Carter. Okay? And Aaron Gordon. The three-ball dunk? The two-rim dunk? Are you kidding me? And you give it to Griffin for jumping over a fucking car? <laughs> Like Jesus! Uh, you know my memory. I'll have to go back on YouTube and uh, I'll debate that with you next week if I if I disagree. 
Please do. Um, or two weeks from But now. I'm taking Larry Nance to win that contest. The dude's a forceful dunker, and his dad was an NBA player. He's got an NBA pedigree. I think Nance takes that one. Before we go home, I'm gonna I'm just going to take Donovan Mitchell because he's a new entry, and he said on an interview that he used to watch it in school when he should have been studying. He used to watch old tapes at a dunk contest. So I'm Apparently it's paying off for him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, he, take did her go home, to buddy. he did go to school at Louisville, didn't he? Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but anyway, thanks guys for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump tonight. Give a big shout out to Shooting the Jizz with Brian Trammell, to Ron Fuller, Tennessee Studcast. Big shout out to Kenny Starmaker Bowling, all the guys that show us some love on the Twitter and Facebook. Thanks everybody for listening to us. Thanks to WowFreeCam.com and to our concrete sponsor. What was the name Criscola again, TR? Concrete. Criscola Concrete. Thank you. Criscola Concrete. Thank you guys for sponsoring us. Thank you for showing us some love. Big shout out to LaughCast and LaughCast.com. Thank you, Chris Scamuffa, for setting in tonight with us while Jeff Simmons is working late so he can make it to the parade tomorrow. If you need a ride to the parade tomorrow, hit up TR Shot. Yeah, for sure. Hit him up. He's giving rides to the parade. I he am. does not want you to be an asshole. Right. So please hit him up if you're going to the parade in Philly tomorrow. Big thank you to everyone. And you can find us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Pod Paradise. You can find us on Flash FM, Google Play, LaughCast.com, or the LaughCast app, or just anywhere that you find and download your favorite podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us what we're doing right. And if you have a complaint, you can send it privately privately to one of us, and we'll do our best. Follow TR Shock on Twitter. Follow me. I'm Shock. At TR Shock on Twitter. I'm at MMITM Nathan on Twitter. You can follow me there. Use the code TR Shock on collarandelbowbrand.com. They'll save you 10% at checkout, and it shows us some love here on the show. We'll see you in a couple weeks. We'll be in touch then. Go Thanks, Eagles, everybody. Eagles forever, and happy Valentine's Day to all you lovers happy, out there. Happy Valentine's Day out there, and you know what? As a Tampa Bay fan, fly, Eagles, fly. Congratulations to the Eagles on the Super Bowl championship. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in, listening, and our guests. Thanks, Karen and John. Everybody have a good night. TR, take us home. Peace out.